Yuri's mother and grandmother worked really hard to instill Jesus and some good principles into his life at a very young age. But when he went to spend some time with his dad, he was introduced to a lifestyle that would set him on a course to receive 50 years in prison. But it was during that time in prison that Yuri ran smack dab into the love of Jesus through some prison volunteers, and that's when he traded in Crips for Christ. Come on, let's do a background check on Yuri Laquette. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead. Check my background. My name is Jaden Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down now. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Gum, and as always, this show is brought to you by Forgiven felons, helping people with the past realize their future. If you want to know what we're doing right now with our transitional houses and where we're headed with the Resource Center, visit us at ForgivenFelons.org. If you uh, want to write us, write us at P.O. Box 4283, Cedar Hill, Texas 75106. We want to welcome everyone who's listening today, especially those of you behind bars. We know there's um, a lot of you with tablets, and uh, we want to give a special shout-out to Carl Morgan in the Florence unit in Arizona, and um, John James, James I guess, uh, in the uh, Yavapak County. So um, thank you guys for writing in, letting us know that uh, the podcast has impacted your life. You guys and everyone else listening, please spread the word about the podcast Tell everyone in, in your church group, in your AA group, and all the classes that you may be a part of, even on the rec yard, when, when you're at outside rec or inside rec, say, hey, man, you need to check out this podcast. But thanks again to everyone listening, even out, outside the walls out here. Um, you wouldn't believe the text messages and emails we get regarding the podcast and the impact it's having. So I just thank God that he's given us this platform and he's growing it. And we got some we got some more great guests coming up. I thought we were going to take a break uh, for about a month to give to give it a rest. I don't know. We we may not do that. Just stay tuned. Be flexible. If we if we need to take a break to be with my family and to and to rest and refresh, I'm going to do that. But if not, I'm just going to keep plugging away. We'll have a new episode every Friday at noon. So uh, thanks again for listening and spreading the word. I don't even care if you leave a review anymore. If you want to leave a review, the only place you can do it, I believe, is on Apple. But if you can do that, great. If not, I don't care. Just spread the word. Share the, share the podcast with somebody. Uh, if you're following us in our progress with the Resource Center, we are, uh, we're going full force with the welding, the welding class and business part of our Resource Center. And so we're excited about that. We're, we're making headway, and we can't wait to get that started. So background check, podcast, what are we doing here? We're sharing stories of people who have risen above their past, whatever that past includes, addiction, incarceration, uh, maybe a, a, some sort of physical, sexual abuse, uh, whatever, whatever your past is, you, you've risen above it, 
and you're not afraid to tell people to check your background because your background may also include Jesus. Your background may include rising above all those things that got you to where you are, and now you're killing it, and you're just you're 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 making your background pay you back instead of hold you back. And that's what today's guest is all about. His name is uh, Yuri Laquette, and I didn't get to meet him when I went into the Beto unit and 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 preached, but he saw me, and that's how he heard about us. He was going to try to come to Forgiven Felons, but you know God would have different plans for him. He got. He found a, a beautiful woman in prison, uh, not in prison, but while he was in prison, and he paroled there, and they got married a year ago, and he's doing great, but he, man, he's got an awesome story, and it, it, it goes from being raised by his mom and grandmother, who was trying to instill good principles in his life, then being swept to California with his biological dad who introduced him to a, a different lifestyle that eventually led him to prison. And he did 26 years, and I, it's it's a great story. It's a great redemptive story. So uh, make sure, pay attention, and listen to everything Yuri says. It's an incredible story of how he went from Crips to Christ. Yuri. Yes, sir. Welcome to Background Check Podcast, Thank man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Man, I, I'm ex- I'm so excited. I got more excited the more in the hill country I drove into. It's awesome. Oh man, it was beautiful, it's awesome. man. It's awesome. I can't believe you live here. I I still sometimes can't believe I live here either. I mean, I believe it because I we serve the See, same God. Right, right, you know, right, you know what right, I'm saying. Right, what God can do. Uh, so so I believe it. Yeah. And now that I'm I'm seeing you face to face, and I can almost feel the anointing on you. I understand why, God. why God likes you so much. Praise God. <laughs> All right. So, you. man, you're on Background Check Podcast because uh, Mark and Tina Wage, who are former guests, okay. reached out to me and, and said, hey, I don't know how you choose the guests, but um, this guy might might be a good one. Okay. And, uh, and so I said, well, connect us. And uh, they did. And you reached out. And, and here we are. Here we are. And we, we know a lot of the same people. You were there at the service that I came in to the Beto unit and spoke, mm-hmm. I think, right? 20, 2018. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't get to meet you that day. Right. I didn't want to bug you. I uh, wanted to meet you, but you were busy. And I was like, man, <laughs> I don't want to bug you. Oh, man. All right. So so now here we are. We have a lot of the same friends. Right. Some of the people you know, like Brian Dupour, have actually come through Forgiven Felons, and he's brother. he's doing awesome. Got a great great wife, Princess, and a little little baby Josiah. Oh, have you seen him yet? Yes. Oh my goodness! Yes. Oh, they're amazing. So I, this is an honor to sit here. Likewise. And and um, thank you for for taking the time to do it. Thank you. So tell everybody, okay? Start out with your family. I want you to honor your family. Okay. Tell us about your family, and then. And you've been out for two years. Two years. May okay. May 19th. Congratulations. May, ni- May 1st. May 1st. Two C- years. Congratulations. Uh, so tell us what God's been doing with you and your family in the two years, and then we'll go back a little bit. Okay. Well, um, I, I, I told my wife, uh, I think yesterday or day before yesterday, that I can't have a better life. I love my life. I have not always said that. In the two years... Uh, Man, I've I've got, I've got married uh, June fourteenth. Um, I mean, she, as you said earlier, she's 
she's my rib. You know, she uh, has really supported me and just helped me to, uh, what's the word, acclimate back to society. That's a, that's uh, important. Uh, she has. It's just it's just awesome. Uh, also, uh, my father-in-law, you know, her her dad is and has been to me thus far the father that I never had. Not taking wow. anything away from my from my father, yeah. my biological father, because he knows the Lord now. But you know, growing up, I didn't I didn't have a father figure. I mean, the father figure that I had in him was. I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But awesome, um, awesome father figure. Um, he, I'm living on his property, you know, which is beautiful. Which by is, the way, you know, seven acres, you know, riverfront what, property. What river? What river? That is, is the Frio this? River. It's oh, cold. It's very man. cold. It's the Frio for real. Well, you better be cold if you if your name's Frio. It, it's cold. And I, and I drove through an area where it, it seemed like there were people floating on the Frio yeah, River on float, either side. They float all. They float down here. <laughs> Sometimes they'll float and get off and come on the property, and I have to say, "Hey, how are y'all doing? Okay, it's private property." But yeah, uh, I mean, I, awesome. You know, as I told you when you when you drove up, you know, I it, I can't imagine my life now where I live, growing up where I grew up. Yeah. Uh, and so, man, that's a blessing. Uh, in the two years that I've been out, um, my music uh, is starting to take off. You know, things happen in God's time. So, you know, after being in prison so long and having all these dreams and these aspirations, I was like a, the guy at the at the start. Yeah, I was yeah. I was ready to go. Yeah, well, in reality, it doesn't really happen like that. You have to be no. patient. Some of my mentors, Mark and Tina and other Kairos brothers, they, they, they told me, they said, you're, we love you, and we know you, but you're going to a world that doesn't know you. Right. And I, I said, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but when I got out of here, then I was like, wow, I understand. Hey, y'all don't know Yuri? Hey, I'm Yuri, you know. All they know it, is it, that number and that felon. Yeah. <laughs> you're a felon. Sorry, we can't hire you a felony. Sorry. So... I had to get used to that, and I, it was moments where I had to say, "All right, Lord, what's up? Yeah. You you know my heart. You know who belong to you. So help me." Yeah. And He did. He did. So, with music and and, and now the music the, is taking off a little it bit. It start now to take off to the extent where I'm having to turn stuff down. I'm having to say, "Well, yeah. nope. Well, I, I'm not available there." Or, so when I come to to hear you play, what am I going to see? You and do you have somebody I, plays I with have, you? I, God provided. That was another issue. I'm I'm in the hill country. I'm not in Dallas. I'm not in Houston, you know, whatever. So this is like the country. And uh, that bugged me. And I was trying to learn equipment and learn YouTube and learn stuff on my own. And a dear friend of mine who is now my, my dear brother, Michael Farley, he moved from Oregon. He is a preeminent guitar player. I mean, he's been all over the world playing guitar. He's incredible. And he Have you seen him? <laughs> oh, have I've you been, heard? Okay. I've been watching y'all, yeah. And he wanted somebody to, he wanted to play for somebody who could sing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and my wife, my wife, we saw him and she said, you need to go meet him. And I said, I don't need to go meet him. I don't know this guy. And she said, Yuri, you need to go meet him. And I met him and we began to, you know, correspond and call and talk and get to know. And here it is now, Michael, it's a, it's a running joke between him and I. I'll say Michael and Yuri music. And he'll say, no, 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 it's Yuri and Michael music. And we go back and forth. And, man, we're doing it. You know? uh, just so everybody knows, whenever we post the link to go follow Yuri on Facebook, you need to follow him and then uh, scroll down to the uh, their rendition of Come Together. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. That's, that's, that is incredible. You did such a good job. It's, it's, it's good. It's, I have to have my asthma pump. 
Oh, it's, it's so good. Yeah, I was impressed. Well, thank you. With that. Thank and so, you. Um, thank you. So, uh, you know, this will air in a couple of weeks. So you got anything okay. coming up in, in, in the next uh, maybe four or five weeks that mm, people are going to be looking out? No, vacation. Uh, I'm singing July 2nd at a couple of places. But after that, bro, I'm finna go to Durango, Colorado and nice. ride a train around nice. a mountain. Take that sabbatical. Oh, man. It's <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward rest, to it. Re- refresh I'm and rest, rest man. Yeah, so. That's good. That's good. But then you'll come back in I'll the stand, fall and hit it or what? Yeah. I'll stay in contact with you because we're still booking. Yeah, yeah. People are still calling, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, will they'll, will they'll, uh, is there a website you guys have, too, we're that people can all follow? That, we're, you know, him and I are technolo- te- technologically challenged. Okay, okay. So we're, we're setting that up. You know, Perfect. We're, we're setting that up. So if someone were to say, okay, I want to be able to keep up with where y'all are going, okay. you may not know where you're going yet, right. but uh, is the best way for somebody to follow you guys on Facebook? Facebook, YouTube, I think it's it's either Michael and your music or you're in Michael Music. Okay, Michael so we'll post music. all those links. Okay, all right. All right, so, so man, so it sounds like two years have been good to you. Yeah, they have. So now, have. it ain't always been this good. You ain't no. always had... No, uh, you ain't, you ain't always had uh, houses to live in on the no. land that you're sleeping in. No. Uh, so, how many years you did in prison? I did 26. Years. All right. So, so let's go back. How old are you now? I am 48. You're 48. 48. So you went in when you were how 21. old? 21. 21. Okay. So, obviously, um, you did something wrong. <laughs> but even before you did something wrong, let's go back. Let's go back. What was what was being a kid like in, in Yuri's household? Being a, being a kid was generally good. Uh, raised by a mother and a grandmother who taught me about Jesus, who taught me morality. Uh, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Open the door for a lady. Give her your seat, etc. Yeah. Uh, I was brothers, raised, sisters. I, I have half. I have a I have a half brother and two half sisters. Okay. We have the same father, uh, and that's where the story gets interesting. Uh, with my mom, you know, and grandma, they raised me right. Right. Okay. And my father, bless his heart, uh, at that time, man, he he was a gangster. He sold, you know, all manner of drugs. Uh, you know, he had this air about himself where he carried a sawed-off shotgun, you know, and that's what he did. And I would never see him, but I would hear the stories about him. And then when I would see him, hey, son, I love you. Hey, you know, he'd give me a football or something, then he's yeah. gone again. Or you know, I hear he's And where was prison. this? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Amarillo, Texas. Okay. Well, I was born in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, and then at about three or four, my mother and my grandmother, they're from Tampa, Florida. Okay. So part of my life, I grew up in Tampa. Gotcha. Uh, my mom got married to a very horrible guy, and he was in the Army. So part of my life, I lived at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And then they got divorced, and we moved across the state line to Clarksville, Tennessee. And then we ended up back in Amarillo because my grandmother began to lose her sight. Gotcha. Uh, and that's... That's when the issues start happening. My father had got out of prison uh, for the second or third time in California, and he came to see me. And he said, hey, Erica, my mom, this is my son. Let me, let me spend some time with him. Mm. And that's where the story gets rough. I went out to California, uh, San Bernardino, you know, the high desert, what they call the high desert. <laughs> and, man, I saw his lifestyle. You know, he sold, you know, he sold marijuana. He sold speed. My stepmom was on speed. My stepmom gave me my first line of speed. Wow. Um, how, he, old were, how old were you then? I'm going to say 12. Wow. 12, you know. Um, he allowed me to start 
he, you know, his thing was, don't smoke weed outside the house. You can mm-hmm. smoke weed in the house, you know, yeah. with my homeboys. You know, I'm, I'm, oh wow, okay. Um, and you know, my stepmom, you know, I called her. She was always moving fast. <laughs> she was always moving fast. Yeah. Like, Vacuuming and wiping, and you know, I'm like, man, what's wrong with you? And I walked in on her snorting some meth, and I was like, what is that? And she was like, come in, shut the door. Do you want some? I'm like, yeah. Don't tell your dad. All right. And that was the taste of, you know, you get the drain, you know, oh, yeah. and then that's there's the taste of. Oh, now I'm going and fast. Then you felt it, yeah. And it, it, there, there it went for until. I accepted Jesus. Wow. So from 13 to 35. Wow. Drug addict, all manner of drugs. I became the drug guy. Um, and so my mom, bless her heart, man, you know, I would go back and forth to California and Amarillo. And she was like, I didn't raise you like this. What are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, mom, yes, ma'am. And, uh, and I started getting in trouble. Graffiti, dropping bricks over the... You know, you stand over the overpass and yeah. drop bricks on car. It's horrible. I so, did that sober, so that very, I was worse. Very horrible. It's very horrible. <laughs> um, just getting in trouble, you know, yeah. start carrying butterfly knives and selling weed at school. And, you know, you know, and I'm getting in trouble. And there it is. I'm in the juvenile, and then I'm getting out, and then I'm getting older. Uh, I became a, uh, a kleptomaniac. Yeah. I would steal just for the thrill of it. Yeah. And so uh, that led to... Uh, you know, theft from a person, snap, snatch your purses. I became a purse snatching son of a gun. All right. So now I'm going to the county and my first prison sentence was a seven year sentence, which I got probation for. And I did not complete that probation successfully adjudicated, uh, un- un- you know, right. You know. Yep. So they violated me and I went to prison and I did about a year. I did about a year on, on a seven. Uh, back then, you know, and I got out and was had, you know, I didn't have a renewed mind. You know, I'm still doing my thing. You had street cred now. Well, yeah, I had street cred. <laughs> by that by that time, I already had, had, was a member of the Grape Street Crips. Yeah. You know, my cousins, you know, brought me into the gang. You know, so now I'm, I'm, I got the little man complex, you know, and I got to show everybody that I'm tough and I can put in work. Man, I stayed out a year. So I got out in 92 and in 93. I got busted for aggravated robbery. Uh, I went into an easy mark because I didn't have any more money. Was this in Amarillo? Amarillo, Texas. Okay. Uh, you know, you know. So, you know, the gang we 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 all sell dope. Okay, right. and so when you sell the dope, you, you we all bring the money back in, and then okay, well, here's what we're gonna we're gonna buy this amount now. Okay, well I smoked all mine, hmm. and all the money that I had, I smoked it. Hmm. So, as a big homie, mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, I can't, I can't go back to the guys, you know, with empty handed." Well, y'all, I'll go hit the little Easy Mart over here right quick. Why? Because a couple of weeks prior, a young kid made this statement. I was buying some beer, some cigarettes, and the young kid said, "If anybody robs me, man, I'll give them the safe." I don't care. <laughs> ching, ching. So you were ready. So yeah, I you. remembered that. Well, the thing is that I went back. It wasn't him. It was an old man. Oh. It was an old man that was always nice to me. Oh. And I was like, oh, so you, it, it's already in commission. I got the thing in his face. And he's he's nervous. Oh, you know. And he, he, couldn't, he couldn't function. 
He's got a gun in his face. Yeah. He couldn't function. And I walked out. I didn't get anything. And I, you know, got rid of the, got rid of the, the gun and you know, but I was on camera. Mm. And the gang police recognized me. That's Yuri. <laughs> That's that Grape Street Crip Yuri with the gap in his teeth. That's him. And they ran down on me. Wow. They ran down on me, man. And and uh I stayed in the county for, you know, you know how it is when you're in the county, and they they offered me 15 years. Wow. And I didn't take it. And I went to trial, and I got 50. And mm. the new law had just been passed where mm. you do half. Oh, <laughs> oh man. God, God works in mysterious ways. He, he does. I don't regret one year because I know it was him. Yeah. I know it was him. If I would have done the whole 15, I might be jumping the gun. But if, if, if I would have done the whole 15, I had not yet surrendered to Christ. You know, and, and I, I like the way you said that because when I got locked up in SEG a few months after I came to prison, I spent eight days in SEG. Mm-hmm. You probably heard my, you remember my testimony. Mm-hmm. I spent eight days. And there was a prayer I prayed when I was in SEG. And I said, God, don't, don't let me out of prison until you know I'm ready to go That's home. Right. Because... Every prison I went into, I would always say, who's ready to go home? All hands would go up. Mm-hmm. How many think God's ready for you to go home? Ooh, mm-hmm. Some of them are like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what God would mm-hmm. think about. And so I, I, I said to my mom and dad, who cried mm-hmm. after every time I got denied parole, I said, Mom, it's okay. I know I'm not coming home yet, but when I do, it's for good. Right. And so when I hear your story like that, right. I, I think the same thing. Right. He knew you needed that. That, that 26 years. I did. You know, and because he knew he had an assignment for you after he already knew when you were going to come to him. Yep. And he knew you, he had an assignment that only Yuri could right. could could right. handle and, and take care of. So right. I agree. So, man, so 26 years, what what what'd your family think? Well, my mom and my grandma blessed their heart. Uh, I mean, family, you know, the homies, oh man, hey, homie, you know, man, you know. Uh, you know, some of the girls and all that, you know, uh, you know, Hey, look, I got 50 years. See you later. You know, uh, my mom, <laughs> my mom, she looked at me and, uh, <laughs> my mom looked at me on, when I had got the sentence in that week or so, I was going to be chained out. She looked at me. She said, okay, all right, you better come back. My son. <laughs> And I said, Mom, what are you saying? You know what I'm saying. You better. You I said, Yes, ma'am. I'm not going to. Mom, I'm okay. Um, but she supported me, man. She, the whole time, the whole time, man. When she would send money, she could send money sometime to the point when I started hustling. Yeah. In the penitentiary, I told her, Hey, no, I'm good. I will lie. You know, she said, You need some money? I'm saying, No, no, I'm good, Mom. I'm, I'm hustling. I'm selling weed in the penitentiary. That's another story. I got busted twice. Mm. Got time stacked on top of the 50. Mm. Um, but she supported me. My grandmother supported me, man. And, uh, she passed away. My grandmother passed away uh, in 2016. I got to, she, she was totally blind, but she got, she came in to Beto, uh, in the mom program and she got to hear me sing and she got to perceive right. that, okay, this is my Yuri. This isn't the, this is an OG goblin from Grape Street Crip. This is Yuri. And it was good. It That's was good. Awesome. And then she passed away. Uh, that I got out, but man, my my mom's still with me. Uh, she's in Amarillo, you know. Uh, we're gonna when we take this trip, we're going through there to spend some time with her. Are you gonna eat a seventy-two ounce steak? Uh, 
Big Texan. My mom used to work at Big Texan. Um, <laughs> I've never tried it. I, uh, I want to try it so bad because I love steak. It can be done. You can. I've never done it. I've heard about it. We probably won't do it this time. But yeah, I know about that. I know a little something about the Big Texan. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've got. I've got. The sad thing about when you say family, and I'll say this, and I, and and I can I'll move on from this. Some of my family's in the same condition that they were in 26 years yeah. ago. Yeah. I love them. I love them with all my heart, but I, I don't want them to come here. They're still in the thing. They're still mm-hmm. doing the thing. Yeah. They're still the thing. And when they look at me, they are they are amazed. Yeah. You're you're serious? You're oh boy, you for real. You you're different for you look oh girl, look at your girl. He looked different. Oh what's Jesus? Mm-hmm. For real. What's your problem? You want Jesus? Well, you know, they not they haven't hit the, their bottom, right? Yet, right? I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> I hit mine, man. <sighs> you know, and I looked up and I said, okay. So I pray for them. I keep them in prayer, but it's it does sadden me that man. Yeah. Some of them are still smoking and drinking and partying. And yeah. I don't have time for that. So what? that's good. You know, when I when I first got out. I had a best friend of 20 years, man, and he was there for me. He bailed me out every time. He <laughs> he did things my own family stopped doing mm-hmm. because they got tired of enabling me, you know. But when I got out, and he was there with me every time I would leave the church, I would go I would go be churchy for about a year, and mm-hmm. then I would come back and be party for about a year mm-hmm. and a half. Then I'd go be churchy for a year, and he was the most patient wow. friend because wow. he knew I was coming back to the party mm-hmm. life. He just knew. But he also knew that I loved the church life. I wanted the best of both worlds. Right. If there was any way I could have the best of both worlds, I was gonna, I was gonna try my hardest to get it because right. I, I saw the benefit of the church community, and I saw the benefit of the, of the worldly community. Right. right. You know, and I wanted them both, and I'm like, why can't I have both? But then eventually I understood why I couldn't have both. Right. But I didn't choose the godly community. I chose the worldly community. Mm. I went all into the worldly mm, community mm, mm. and that's what got me in trouble. Yeah. You know, until I ended up eight days in seg. Right. And then that's when I finally decided to go all in for, for right. my church community. Right. And I call my church community, my family of choice. Right. We have our family of origin right. that we didn't choose. Absolutely. And then we have our family of choice. Right. And that was a precedent that Jesus set in, in Mark, I think chapter five, uh, or one of the other gospels too, where, where he's, he's in the house teaching, right. and the disciples come and say, hey, your mother, brothers are out here. And he's yeah. like, who all, is my brother and my yeah. mother and my sister? All Whoever does the That's will of God. Right. And so so that right there, I, I encourage people to don't get too down. And I know you're not, but I mean, I'm just saying when I have to talk to people about, you know, they're like, why won't my family come mm. around? Mm. And I'm like, your family may not come around, but mm. your family of choice, your spiritual family, mm for some reason is going to seem like they're always there even when your biological or origin family origin is not there. Mm. And I know you got some good family of choice. Oh, I know, I know you do. Man, do. So, I so do. now you're, man, you're, you're doing 26 years. what do you think when you, when you went back the second time, do you mm. have any, like, were you going through like, Oh, not again. Uh, is something going to be different this time or everything was the same as the first time. Well, I guess when I went back, I, I was angry. Uh, I was angry and I was angry. I was angry at myself. Uh, and so I turned that anger into Mr. Super loped out, Mr. Hard, the best crip gangster I can be in the right. penitentiary. Right. Uh, 
this is going to be my life for the next 25 years, possibly more. So you know what? It is what it is. This is me. I'm finna do it. I'm finna do everything except, you know, engage in homosexual activity. You know, I'm, I'm, this is my world, and I fully embraced it and became somewhat of a figure in the penitentiary uh, and started and started selling weed. And you 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 affiliated with the same gang yeah, in prison, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. And well, when I because of my affiliation in the world, when I got to prison, well, people already knew me. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah, that's yeah, oh yeah. So I got this thing, you know, yeah, what's up, you know? And I began to have the responsibility, some units, sometimes to what they you know, what what, what we used to say, drive the car. I would help drive the car. You know, uh, making decisions. Uh, you know, you know, and so, and I went full in on that. Yeah. And that lasted for 15 years. Mm. My first 15 years in prison. It was crazy. So, crazy. so, so, man, I got so many questions. <laughs> it's crazy when I think about. You know, it, one of the one of the questions I asked Reggie Hicks from episode nine, you know, because he was smuggling cell phones in. I'm like, how how are you? Who's helping you? And he's like. Who do you think? The Who staff. Do you think the staff. And I'm not like, all the staff. No, no, no. Not no. All, we, but, I mean, we know. There's <laughs> no matter what business, no matter what police organization, no matter what uh, CO staff, no matter what, there's always going to be a, right. a large percentage right. of good ones. Right. And there's always going to be some corrupt ones. Right. 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 I was like, did an air conditioner come on? But that's rain. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. Because okay. I turned that off. Okay. I was going to say, wow. Because I was like, what? It's just loud that I'm looking at. That's good, up. though. That's good. We that's need perfect. Is anything yes. going to get wet in the back of your truck? No, no. Okay. No. That's good. Um, okay, so what were we talking about? 26 years, uh, Reggie, uh, questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I was wondering how, oh, how, how some of the stuff got yeah, in, you yeah, know? Yeah, um, Because, I, you know, at each unit, at each unit that I was at, I was at five different units mm-hmm. in three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw how it came in yeah. on every unit. Yeah. I was at a trustee camp in Huntsville yeah. and, and the Gore trustee camp. And we're right by the highway. That's it. So people would, and there was no fences. So people would actually just throw stuff into the yard yeah. and trustees, you know, you you know would just it. go get it. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, all right, 15 years, we got the picture of what was going on in your life mm-hmm. then. Well, what happened after 15 years? So I guess the first thing that happened was I got a visit after 10 years, I didn't get a visit. It, well, in my whole 26 years, I saw my mom twice. Wow. So the first 10 years, and I saw my mom. And then in 2016, after I surrendered to Christ, and I saw her again. So the first 10 years, after about 10 years, uh, I saw my son for the first time. So he was, I don't know, eight, nine, you know, somewhere in there. Because his mom, I didn't know. But when I got locked up, she was pregnant. I didn't know. Gotcha. Right? So he's born, uh, my mom brings him to come see me, and that was like a, because he looks just like me. So I'm like, wow, you know, and then he's into music. You know, I, at eight years old, I said, I said, what, 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 do, you, what do you like, man? And he said, oh, I like music. I'm like, you know, what do you like? Mm, rock and roll. <laughs> really? What do you like to play? You want to play an instrument? Yeah, the drums. I said, wow, okay. So that I start just getting at him on in pen and paper to say, look, uh, check out Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, the, the drummer, and check out, you know, I'm just trying to teach him. So, but I saw my mom, and she had aged, and she just looked at me, you know, and she just was like, I know what you're doing in here. You're my only son. What if you don't, what if you don't, what if I die before you? 
what you know what I mean what are you gonna do and and I was like no mom you know mom come on I had this big afro you know I was you know and uh that I went back to the cell and I thought about that that was in 2003 and I was like man wow wow that was the seat then uh I don't remember the year but one of the founders of the Crip Gang, Tookie Williams, the state of California, executed him. And my mom has sent me the la his last words. And his last words were basically, I regret starting the Crips. Mm -hmm. And if you're still involved in that, get out of it. Wow. Um, learn about history. Learn about your culture. Believe in God. Uh, and that affected me because we, we, some of us, used to idolize this guy. Wow. So I was like, oh, like, wow. So that was the beginning of that. God used those things to till the soil of my heart. 2003, 4, 5, I was on RA unit in Wichita Falls, very gang-related unit. It's always something happening every day, every day something's happening. And I start getting tired. I'm like, man, I'm tired of this crap, man. And uh, because I was in, I was responsible. I was a leader. It was an older gentleman from Galveston, Mr. Mason. His name was Mr. Mason. And he was so smooth in his Christian delivery and his ministry. He was so smooth. Man, what are you doing, brother? Hey, youngster, what's up, brother? What's up, you're a man? Man, boy, you could sing, man. Come over and sing something for me. Sing one of them uh, oldies, man. And he would, that's how he would get, man. I'd beat on the table and I would sing. And then he'd say, man, you were smart, man. You pull your pants up, man. He'd say, man, you ain't supposed to be no gangster, man. He said, what you know about God? And I'd tell him, look, dude, ah, okay, look, I ain't trying to hear all that God talk. And so we would do this banter back and forth, and he would try to encourage me to hustle legitly, you know, and stop selling cigarettes and weed and, you know, sell candy or sell, you know, that's how it started. And, uh, I mean, he, he didn't give up on me. And so he planted some seeds of, of, he said, I want you to, uh, he said, I want you to take a class in the chapel. He said, I want you to read. He said, how many months is it in, 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 how many days in a month? I say, I don't know, 29, 30, 31, 31. He say, it's a book in the Bible called Proverbs. I want you to read a chapter every day. I said, man. So that's what I started doing. Whatever the date was, I would read that chapter in that's Proverbs. Good. And I would put my towel over the door because I didn't want nobody to see me. I didn't want the homies yeah. to see me reading the Bible. And then the first class I took was Experiencing God by oh, Henry wow. Black. Oh, yeah. Man, I would go down there to the chapel. You didn't stand would, a chance after that oh, class. Oh man, I would read this book and I would just ponder the scripture and I would, and I could feel it happening. Yeah, you know, and that was in 2005, and I got shipped. I I put in for Kairos, and I put in for Kairos because man, I heard they had free world food. Yeah, <laughs> That's why and I cookies. And, yeah, so I want to go eat, and I didn't make it, and I got shipped to Beto in 2005, six 2007. And I put in for Kairos again, didn't make it. And then I put in for Kairos again, and I made it. 2008, May of 2008. And uh, I went in there, man. And it was like, I'm this hard, you know, OG crip, you know. And I got these lovable guys saying, hey, but good morning, brother. How are you doing, man? Yuri, how you pronounce it? Yuri, hey, man, welcome, man. I'm like, yeah, okay, what's up, okay. These white dudes, <laughs> these white dudes hugging on me, man. What's up with this, man? 
And they loved on me, bro. And they didn't judge me. They didn't ask me, what are you locked up for? They didn't. They, 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 man, it was beautiful. And that affected me. I was like, man, Thursday, Friday, Saturday by Saturday. I'm like, man, Sunday, the closing experience. And that was in May, 2008. May, June, July, I went into a deep, uh, what's the word, introspection. A lot of stuff start happening, and I start thinking about what I learned in, in, in Kairos, and I'm a member of Kairos, and, and I was in a class called New Converse, and uh, I was in that class because at the graduation of that class, they give you chocolate cake, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and salad. Come on, and some somebody. Corn. If you don't get saved after that, I don't know what and to do. That's, <laughs> that's why I was in the class. <laughs> and upon that graduation, so May, June, July, August, I was in that class, and we will graduate. And the brother he, who, who has now passed away, he, 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 he said, look, he said, I know a lot of you guys have taken this class for this graduation meal. Man, it's no big deal. That's awesome. You can eat. But there's somebody, the Spirit of God is telling me that there's somebody in this class right now who really wants to change, man. Who really wants to change, but you're afraid of your homeboys. You're afraid you 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 you're a big guy in the gang or something. And, and this dude didn't know me, man. He said, You're kind of afraid of what they're gonna say. But you don't leave here today without accepting Jesus Christ into your life. And bro, I lost it. Hmm. I lost it, man. I lost it. I lost it. I got this big, I'm the big homie, you know. I'm crying. I'm like, and it was a a blood sitting next to me. He, he, a friend of mine, and, and I'm crying. And I'm told him, I said, man, I'm tired of living the way I'm living. And he said, man, I'm tired too, man. And I went up there. I went up there. And it, it was in, it was surreal because I went up there and I'm like, man, what are you doing? What are you doing, dude? And people are watching me and they're saying, hey, man, hey, look at here. Look at, what is he doing? And it was, I was just babbling. I, <laughs> It's not in tears. Yes, oh, I believe wow. that Jesus Christ. Yes, wow. I believe. Yes, yes, yes. And then after that, I didn't have any appetite. I didn't. I just looked at the food, and the realization came upon me that I can't be a crip and be in Christ. Oil and water don't mix. I can't be both. What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> and. So the Lord, that was August 23rd, 2008. And the Lord began to, the Holy Spirit began to just comfort me and say, hey, son, I got you. I got you. And he began to move mildly upon my heart. And I called a meeting. I called a meeting of the six O's, the Hoovers. I called a meeting. I said, hey, check it out. I'm done. I'm done. That's the rain again. I said, I'm done. And then they, what? Man, I'm done. I accepted Jesus Christ to my life, man, the other day, man. Hey, man, it's over with. I'm no longer a Grape Street Crip, man. It's over with. Man, okay, well, what's up? What's up? Okay, let's do it. What's up? No, man, I'm just saying, man. You're going to be, man, shut up, man. It's over <laughs> with. And I sounded courageous in that then. Yeah. But behind closed doors, yeah. I was crying. Oh, yeah. I felt like a sucker. Because I, you know, you know, for life. Yeah, homie, for life. And now I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? But the Lord was with me and he helped me and he gave me, he surrounded me with men that helped me in white first. Yeah. yeah. That helped me. And so 2009, 
I got baptized. 2010, 2009, I also went into what they, uh, Governor Bush initiated, the faith-based initiatives. Yes, yes. And I went into that 18-month program, and I, I ate the word of God like a steak. I ate it. I ate the word. I ate the word. I ate the word. I watched Christian movies. I ate the word. I ate the word. I fellowship. And I began to see myself, I feel myself growing. And then the homies were watching, you know. They see me walking in the unit, and they say, hey, man, you look different, man. And one told me, bro, you're shining, bro. And that was like, okay. But that was encouraging me that they could perceive a change. Yeah, yeah. And I had some temptations, man. I had some temptations, man, you know, different habits that, that we used to have, you know, uh, you know, the hustle. Because I told the Lord, I said, Lord, okay, I'm going to give up. The marijuana, that's another whole testimony. The, the, the hustling, I'm going to get that up. I'm just going to do two for one. That's all <laughs> I'm going to do, Lord, just two for one. And then I saw in Leviticus, I saw the word where it said, you know, was it usury? Usury, don't, you know, talk to the Jews, but hey, don't charge your brother, you know, extra. And I said, ah, oh, man, man. So I stopped that, and the Lord took care of me. I did not want for nothing. Wow. And then the rest is history, man. They, they brought me into the the ministry uh, as far as the, the church in the chapel yeah, uh, and the music ministry. And then so when, you were on Beto how oh long? Oh, man. Okay. I, so I got to Beto in 1995, 96, 97, 98. I got shipped, went to Mark W. Styles' unit from 98, 99, 2000, 1, 2, 3, went to Pac-2, 3, 4, all went red. to All Red, and then from All Red back to Beto back to in 2007, Beto. and I, that's why. you I, finished out. I, I, I left Beto, uh, and I got out from McConnell unit. Okay. So, you know, and then there was a bunch of little other units sprinkled in between, you know. But Who are, uh, give, me, give me a list of a few names uh, of men in white that have really been impactful mm. uh, during your time in prison that were really uh, an integral part of your growth in Christ. Well, you got... Uh, you got uh, Mr. Mason, you got Carlton Lacey, Jesus Quintero. Uh, Jesus was instrumental in feeding me when I, when I wanted to hustle. When I wanted to hustle, he'd say, hey, hey, Romano, Judy. He wouldn't say Yuri, he'd say, Judy, Judy, <laughs> hey, come here. Get this bowl of food here. And I say, no, 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 I'm all right, I'm all right. Uh, Terry Daniels, let me tell you about Terry Daniels. And, and there's many, many more, but let me yeah. tell you about Terry Daniels. Awesome man of God. Awesome man of God. Uh, he's a field minister as we speak. Um, tell you about Terry Daniels. I was, man, God, my pride, my pride, man. Man, I don't want to, oh, I'm good. No, I'm good. You're, you, no, I'm good. No, I'm straight. I'm good. <laughs> so this, Us men, we love that so answer, don't we? This, no, yeah, I'm straight. I'm good. So what God did, Terry, to Brother Dancy, he was going to the commissary, and he had one of his ministries in prison was to make sure that the brethren had hygiene. Okay, that was one of his ministries. And, man, he saw him in the day room. He said, Yuri, I'm going to go to this commissary. He said, you need something? I said, no, I'm, I'm good. Appreciate it. He said, Yuri, you need something? Brother Terry, thank you, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm good. What do you need? What do you need, Yuri? I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, Brother Terry. He said, you need some toothpaste? I said, yeah, man. How about some deodorant? Yeah, Terry. He said, you drink coffee? I said, no, I'm good, man. He said, you like brown bag or black bag? Brown bag, baby. Well, <laughs> I can do both. I can do both. But at the time, at the time, I know why you said brown bag. Because don't nobody want the brown bag. I can do both. 
But he got me he got me black bag. I wow. said, oh man, he said, now you need some soups, don't you? How about cookies? And wow. I just I just start crying. Wow. I just start I just start weeping and, and he said, Hey, I got you. He said, The Lord's gonna provide for you. That's what it's and, all about. And, and that he broke that something that that was a breaking of, of the of the yeah of the, of yeah, the, yeah I'm, I'm good I, I learned to depend on the body to let the brothers help me and wow. then man I started getting money on my books I started getting jobs in in in, in the in the in the unit where I could eat I mean wow. God started opening up all kind of opportunities man you know so it's That's just awesome so when did you meet your beautiful bride okay so the way that happened Nancy Sue um I never, I never was one in prison before Christ and even after Christ to write women. That right. I was on some. This is the penitentiary, uh, and that's it. So <laughs> we went. It was a, it was a program that I was singing in the mom program, and my guitarist was her. That's his aunt. So she came in with Paul to visit Matt. And she wanted to see this guy that she's been hearing about. He can sing, and this guy was a gangster. Now he's a Christian, and I, you know the, the, the story. And so I sang, and I came down there, and I met her, and I went on. And she said, "Well, hey, won't you sit down, talk with us?" And I'm like, "Well, I gotta go do dump the trash," and I got I made excuses because I, I was uncomfortable uh, when you have haven't been next to a woman or close to a woman in almost you know. You know, a couple of decades. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whoa, it's, you know. So, and I went and I spoke with her a couple so of minutes. So, now, wait a minute. You were working uh, visitation? No, I, the, it, it happened in the chapel. The event was in the chapel. Oh, so it was an event. It was an event. In put the on cha- by the chapel right, department. Right, And right. so they were there and you were you And were I was just cha- kind of gotcha, buzzing gotcha. around, making right, sure sense. making sure people had drinks or gotcha. dumping trash, cleaning spills, right? Perfect. And so, man, I sat with her a couple of minutes, and we talked, man, and she just wanted to kind of know who I was. And, uh, and I just gave her my testimony real quickly, and, uh, and I got up and I left. And at the end of the visit, I kind of came back and said, hey, man, nice to meet you, man, y'all be safe. And I got her attention, she told me later, I got her attention because Paul, you meet Paul, her dad had to use the bathroom. He had to pee. And so he said, well, I got to pee. And I said, well, come on, I got you, come on. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of slow. I said, I don't care. So what? I got you. And I took him by the arm, and I escorted him to the bathroom. And that kind of, she took notice of that. I'm like, wow. You know. Um, and I told her, ain't nothing special. Just did what a man's supposed to do. Right. He's an elder. And I told her, nice to meet you. And she said, hey, why don't you write me sometime? And I said, okay. And I didn't write her. For what? For what? And she wrote me, man. She wrote me, man. And her when I got mail, mail call, mail call, luck it. Six seven nine four four one. Okay, boom. Man, who was Nancy Akers? Akers, Akers, Lakey. Man, what a. <laughs> and her nephew was next to me. He says, "Man, dummy, that's my aunt, dummy." And I said, "What well, your aunt? What she write me for?" And so that's how it started. And yeah. she was like, "Hey, you're not gonna write?" And I'm like, I responded, and basically on a. You know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And she was like, hey, look, look, I'm, I, I'm interested in you. There's something about you I'm interested in. And if that creeps you out, then let me know. And, and 2015, 2016, 17, 18 by 18, I knew, we knew that we were an item. And we began to discuss the possibilities where I was going to parole to. I had 
forgiven felons, uh, another one in Dallas, Michelle and Joseph Cairo's people. Um, and I didn't know where I was going to go. And uh, I said, Hey, you know, she said, well, Hey, you can come here, come here when we're, we're, we're courting. And, you know, of course, you know, you'll be in, in my dad's house. I said, well, if I come there, there's no sex. There's no none of that. She said, yeah, yeah, okay. She wasn't used to that. She wasn't used to that standard. And when I got here, brother, man, I slept in the back room, and she slept with her dad. And it stayed like that until June 14th, you know, of last year. Last year. So, yeah, and that's and it's been good. It was, it was, it was rough the first couple of months because I was still trying to uh, acclimate to society. Yeah. And what was the hardest part? Man, the hardest part, being being denied. I got that on my notes. Being denied. Um, being denied. Not people not seeing who I am in Christ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just seeing this black dude who's a felon just got out of prison. Um, that was that was frustrating and aggravating for me. Uh, Walmart wouldn't hire me. AGB uh, <laughs> wouldn't hire me. There's a bunch of them wouldn't hire me, man. I'm like, man, I'm a good. I'll probably be the best worker you've probably ever had. Yeah. And that was very frustrating for me. Uh, and Nancy Sue not understanding the institutionalization that I was trying to decompress from. Right. Uh, if that, I don't want to use big words. She, 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 she didn't understand there's certain things that I've never done. Right. Well, darling, I don't know that. I, I didn't know that. I've never done what that. What is common sense to people out here? Right, right. They, they, can't, they can't wrap their head around it, the fact it, that it— you know, it's exactly exactly like in which well, she she was like, what, Yuri, just, you know, and I'm like, it's not that easy. Example, Luby's. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't she didn't uh, take you to Luby's right away, did she? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow. So many choices. That's the big thing. When the guys get out and come to forgive felons, the one that have done 20, 25, 30 years, they they've said the same thing. They're like, this is too many choices. It's too many. Just, in fact, one of them, uh, I took him to Walmart and he oh. said, he said, look, oh. can I just write down a few things that I need and you go in there and get it for me? Yeah. Cause oh. he, he didn't want to be in there. There's too many, too many choices in the produce section. Oh. Too many, everything, too much color. It was too, it was too it much was, color. I was bombarded with color. Yeah. And the Walmart is just, especially in the, when you first walk into the grocery section of Walmart, there's color everywhere. Mm. Color on the fruit, color on the walls, mm. color everywhere. Mm. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Um, mm. What else was a challenge? What, what, what was a challenge well, for you? I Were had, you on ankle monitor? I had, yes, okay. that was a challenge. Uh, you know, three months. Uh, but I was hypersensitive about it, and, and I needed them to understand that. So my father-in-law, bless his heart, <laughs> he's driving along, and no, Yuri. And I'm like, Paul, Paul. <laughs> we got to get home. Paul, Paul, I got to be home. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Yuri. I got to be home, Paul. Um, that was frustrating, but, man, God took that thing off my leg. Um, but, yeah, just I just trying to acclimate to society, man. And just, I guess, also sometimes, I don't have it anymore really now, but I felt like everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody knew, huh? I'm the only black dude in Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I'm the only dude in, I'm the only guy in Applebee's, man. Now, see, that's weird for me because back home, uh, uh, I'm usually the only white guy in Cracker Barrel. It's, it's the reverse. <laughs> so I was like, wow, okay. Wow. 
do they know I'm in prison? You know, so I tried to. So yeah, because so I tried to think make they sure, all know. I, yeah, so I tried to make sure that I stood straight and that I spoke effectively and you know I communicated. You know, you know, so yeah. But I found my way, man. That's yeah. good, man. I'm still. What's your first year of marriage like, man? It's good, bro. It's it's good. Um, well, that could be an interesting topic, okay? Because truth be told, that's where I want to go in and, and talk. I'm a approved TDCJ volunteer. Congratulations. And I want to just teach the men about some of the things that we're talking about right now because, you know, sometimes you think you got it all together. And sometimes I believe that when you've done the amount of time that we've done, you don't know that you're institutionalized or you don't know that right. you deal with, was it post-traumatic stress yeah, syndrome? PTSD. I think that we have some of that oh, in yeah, some absolutely. aspects. And one of the things was sex. So, of course... Man is man. We love sex you know, in the proper context, all right? And, you know, we have one wife, okay, a man and a woman, one wife. But after you have not had sex in so long, you become, you know. And I had to overcome that. She was like, you know, you all right? You know, what's, what's wrong with you? you? And I'm like, darling, it's just, I, you know. So we had, to, we had to overcome that, and we yeah. did. Thank yeah. you, Jesus, we did. Uh, and I called some guys, and they were like, yeah, we did we, we did the same thing. That's yeah, good. You know, The fact that you said you called some guys, and y'all walked through it, Christian and you worked man. through it, that is, that's a good thing. And Christian that's what man. you're supposed to do. Right. Um, a lot of guys that, that considered me their mentor just when coming in and, and, and speaking and writing them and keeping in touch with them, right. uh, when they get out and they get married, or if they're, they, get, they get out and they're already married, for like right. Reggie, um, you know, they, they would call and, and we would discuss these exact same things. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the hardest part, the two hardest parts about it when you're married is the, the spouse not realizing that you are, you could be institutionalized mm. or the other way around is that you're in denial that you are, mm, mm, mm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When, when either one of those are, mm -hmm. are taking place, it, it can cause some tension and friction. Mm -hmm. And if you don't work through it work through, yeah. properly, right. spiritually, spiritually, biblically, right. as a, right. as maritally, and then, and involve some, some, some homeboys, some Christian brothers, mm -hmm. you know, it can, it can, if you just, if you just suppress it and go, it'll pass. Right. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Um, you know, um, it could cause long-term issues. One thing that she made me aware of that I, that I still, I've gotten better, thank you, Jesus, I've gotten better at it, is that I had Beto on me. I had prison on me. Uh, you know, I had, you know, the thing, yeah. you know, what, what's up, what? What's up, man? Do what? Eh? I'm holding my face, huh? Yep. And she said, hey, tone that down. Yeah. Do what? Do what? Huh? Hey, watch how you're talking. Tone that down. You know, you're not, you know, okay. Oh, and I said, oh, I'm sorry. Tone that down, Yuri. Turn it down, okay? And I said, okay, darling, all right. So she helped me. She, and that's she, good she, that she did that she in the right. She checks me, man. <laughs> because, because some spouses will do that and check their husband the wrong way. Yeah, well, she did And not right be way, patient yeah. and do it the right way. So it sounds like sounds like awesome, you got a good man. woman, man. I do, bro. I do, man. I can't wait to see what, how God unfolds y'all's story as a kingdom Ooh. power couple over the years. I can't wait to see it. So, listen, as we close, man, there's some people. This podcast is going to be listened to mm. by inmates all over the nation mm -hmm. uh, and eventually Texas. Okay. What is what is some things, you know, there's people in there rightfully convicted, wrongfully convicted. There's some people in there with your same charge. 
There's some people in there that are, have just given up. Right. There's some people that are leading gangs like you right. were, you know, um, and there's some Christians in there right. that are, you know, just wondering when God's going to shine, mm-hmm. shine down the favor of parole for them. Just spend a few minutes speaking to the inmate and just okay. speaking, speaking something from your heart, from the Holy Spirit to them, whether it's wisdom, well, advice, whatever it is, or just a, well, encouragement. It's kind of, it's kind of balled up in one, one thing that I always like to encourage the men and women is that if you, if you can't learn to follow the rules in prison, you're not going to follow them out of prison. If you can't get inside the yellow line, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. If you can't do that in prison, you're still smoking cigarettes. You're still selling cigarettes. You're still, oh, but, but, but you're, still you're, 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 I'll straighten up when I get out. No, no, it has to start now. It has to start while you're in prison. And the only way that I successfully did that was through my surrender to Christ. Jesus Christ, not Buddha, not Muhammad, because, see, I did all that, too. See, that's what you don't know. It's a whole bunch of the story I ain't told you. I was a Muslim for several years. Mm. I still was a criminal as a Muslim. Yeah. Okay. So through Christ, that's my mind began to be renewed. So, so the difference, what's the difference? I know you said your mind to begin to be renewed, but why? What was the difference between all? Because there's a leader in every one of those religions. Truth. What's the difference between the leader of Christianity and the leader of the other ones? Yeah, truth, truth. Jesus still lives. Those are the other guys, bless their heart, they're in a grave. Jesus, still, Jesus rose from the grave. It's truth. And what I like to say to that is that pe- even if you don't believe, the truth is still the truth. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to lose no sleep. You choose not to believe the truth. See, at the end, you will believe. So I'm still going to love you, offer you a soup. Hey, you want to shout a coffee? Hey, bro, what's up, bro? That's right. But I'm not going to argue with you about the truth. That's right. You know, and choices. I'm real big on choices, you know, and, you know, and, and saying what I want to say to the guys and, and the young the women or whoever is that we can't change the past. The 26 years that I did, it's, that's the past. That's the, I can't change that. What I can do in my life is start where I am and move forward. So in saying that to the, to the, the guys who are incarcerated, start where you are and what kind of choices are you making now? Because you can make one choice. Because of one choice that I made in my life almost 30 years ago, it affects me in my life yeah, now. Yeah. You can make one choice that will affect you for the rest of your life. Simple as that. Yeah. So I think the men have to grasp that, that, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing? And the choices that I've made thus far, look where they've got my life. Yeah. What am I going to do now? And that's sometimes it can be difficult. Yeah. You can either step forward into progress or you can rem- step backward into safety where, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, and some people are not, some people don't want you to move forward. Yeah. They want you to stay in the yeah. mire of life yeah. with them. Cause if you move forward, you're shaking up their comfort zone. <laughs> and so that's, that's the word that I, but that's good. Jesus, that's good. the only take Jesus with you, surrender yeah. to Christ that he would. And if you have to do time, nothing is wasted in God's economy. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. So if you if you have a capital life sentence, if you have a triple lives, 
God will sustain you and can use you right where you are. Simple he, as that. He can do that, or he can he can pull you out of it too. Just um, like that. Episode four. Okay. Listen to that. Okay. Ron and Don. Okay. Ron was sentenced to five 99-year sentences. He had three of them stacked on top of two of them. So he was never supposed to get out. Now, obviously, you know he did the podcast, so you know he's out. So he did five 99-year sentences. Again, three of them were stacked on top of two. He was 13 years in, spent all of that as a confirmed gang member in ADSEG. One day he was... He was uh, uh, in that time, in that 13 years, he got another five-year sentence for assaulting an officer. Mm. But, but in, that, in that sentence, he had a choice. They said, they said, you can choose to have another life sentence added to you or you can sign this five-year sentence. And he said, he almost said, who cares? Just give me another life. He almost did that, but he signed for the five. Now, after 13 years of being locked up in SEG, he goes to rip another page of the New Testament out to roll a cigarette. Yeah. And it was Matthew. And all of a sudden, he said, the, the Spirit of God just crashed his cell. Long story short, a year later, after, after that day of being radically saved, a year later, they came to his cell and said, Adkins, get dressed. You're going to see parole. And he just laughed. He's like, whatever, wrong cell. He's like, nope, Adkins right here. You're going to see parole. He's like, then he thought, you know what? I messed with these guys so many years. Mm. They're just messing with me. He gets down to parole. He received parole FI1s on all five of those 99 oh. year sentences. FI1s. Oh. Even on, even, on, even on the stacked. Oh. All five. Oh. And then they said, now, Mr. Adkins, now, now you have to serve that five-year. But you're, you're lucky you signed for the five because once you made parole on these, you had to go to your next sentence. He said, we weren't going to parole you on your next sentence. So the fact that he signed the five, even though he was about oh. to sign the life and say not, not even care about it, oh. God allowed him to <laughs> sign the five. So then he just did a five-year sentence yeah. and did three on the five. And, and, then, and then he got out. That's crazy. He went back to Sulphur Springs. <laughs> he was doing Bible study in the home of the judge that sentenced him oh. to five. And then, he, and then he met his wife at a conference where he was speaking his testimony, and she had 46 felonies. <laughs> she said she was God. never going to get married, but she said, she said God pulled him out of a 500-year sentence just for her. So that's a good – I hate to bring Man, up another episode. No, talking. I'm going to go watch that <laughs> uh, when we're done. Yeah, episode four, it's Ron and Don, and it's a couple, and just an amazing oh, story. And, uh, and, and I know – I know there's a, a a Nancy side to your story, there is. so we're gonna there is. we're gonna bring you back on later on this okay. year, maybe, and bring okay. y'all back on as a couple, okay? Or maybe okay. bring you on uh, in February when we do love stories, okay? Uh, and, and have you on as one of those. Okay. That's awesome. But uh, but man, um, thank you so thank much you. for doing this. Thank you. Thank I'm you honored. for for letting God use you. Thank you for for wanting that fried chicken <laughs> so bad. <laughs> That you that you would sign up year after year. How many times were you three three times, three times. were you rejected? You yeah. got it on the fourth. Got it. Hey, don't give up. If you want a meal that bad, don't give up because that <laughs> meal that meal could change that your life. life. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. It's, that's called fried chicken salvation, right there. <laughs> it right? is, man. It was good. So so um, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you, bro. And uh, I'll, I'll thank Nancy, you know, for yeah. letting me steal you away for yeah. for an hour or so. Uh, but we're going to have y'all back on okay. and I'm so proud of you. 
Thank you. Uh, I love hearing your music on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, you guys, make sure you go follow Yuri. If you get a slew of friend requests, okay. uh, just, you know, That's cool. uh, maybe send Yuri a message and just say you heard it on Background Check Podcast. Okay. Okay. That way he knows you're not a crazy fool. That's cool. Um, and, uh, and, and, and we'll send everybody to, to your... Um, Facebook page, Facebook, YouTube, that's a YouTube Facebook. Yeah. We'll, we'll put those links okay. on the show page so they can follow you okay. on those okay. and get Thank updates. You. And sir, you have a great time in Thank Colorado. Uh, All right. It's awesome. You in Jesus name, we just speak in refreshing over you. Mm. Uh, Father, just give them all mm. kinds of rest and Thank relaxation, you. provide them with everything they need to have an abundance mm. of refreshment, rest and, uh, and fun. And fun and give them good deals. Thank you. Give them Lord. good deals. Thank and, you. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for this episode. Thank you. Uh, and thank the, you, and the impact it's going to have on the kingdom. Amen. Amen. You're awesome, bro. Thank you, bro. Jesus is awesome. He is too. He is too. We're awesome because he's awesome. <laughs> That's right. All right, man. Thank Thanks. you, bro. Thank wow. That interview was amazing. Thank you, Yuri, for being transparent and sharing your heart, sharing your story. Man, there's just a couple things I want to highlight. You know, number one, we can't change the past. He said, the 26 years that I did, that's the past. I can't change that. What I can do in my life is start where I am and move forward. You know, and he talked about making making one decision. One decision can change the direction or course of your life. You know, and it did for me, good or bad. And no matter where you are, right, sitting in prison, whether you're sitting in your car, whether you're homeless, listening on your, on your smartphone, wherever you are, you can't change what you did 20 years ago, 10 years ago. You can't change what you did last week. You can't change what you did yesterday or even a couple of hours ago. You can't change it. But you can move forward and start where you are right now and move forward, whether it's getting on your knees and asking forgiveness, whether it's talking to somebody, texting, saying, hey, I'm sorry, what I said, what I did, whether it's asking forgiveness for God, no matter what it is, you can turn your life around right now. Because you're going to come to the realization at some point, like he did, that you he couldn't be a crip and be in Christ. And you're going to realize that you, you can't be in Christ and continue to do the things, say the things that you were you were doing and saying, and so, and that's a good realization to come to. I mean, I was I, I was in solitary confinement when I realized and I asked God, God, I can't drink Jack Daniels and preach about your deliverance. So you're gonna have to do something for me. When you come to that realization and you're honest with God, He will He will transform transform your life and, and one of the other things he said is that nothing's wasted in God's economy and that's straight out of the Bible what the devil meant for bad he's gonna he's gonna turn it for good and so even even Yuri's past all the bad he's ever done is not wasted because he's using that now by coming on this show and sharing what God has done for him how he's delivered him so he's redeeming the past. God's a redemptive God. He's going to redeem time. He's going to redeem your story. He's going to buy you back, story and all, you know, dirt and all, everything and all. He's going to buy you back. He, he bought you back already. And then he's going to use what you see maybe as baggage, 
as bad parts of your life, he's going to use that to bring somebody else to the saving love of Jesus Christ. Uh, one of the other things I want to highlight is he kept putting in for Kairos. You notice how God was drawing him to, to an encounter with him through food. <laughs> hey, whatever God's using to draw you to him, go all in on it. Go all in. Yuri was persistent. He kept putting in. He kept putting in. Listen, if you're in prison and you, you've you been trying to get into Kairos, you've been trying to get into that faith-based storm, you've been trying to get into that next program, keep, keep putting in for it. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep putting in. Keep fighting for your marriage. Keep fighting for that job. Keep fighting for that freedom from addiction. Whatever you're, whatever you're fighting to get, keep fighting. Don't give up. Oh, uh, listen, follow Yuri on Facebook. We're going to have links to some of his, his YouTube channel, some of his videos. Follow him on Facebook. Uh, if, if they're coming to your area, to go listen to him and, and, and Michael play. They really do have a really good sound together. Um, but I'm just, I'm so proud of Yuri. And um, let's, let's pray over Yuri again. I know I kind of already spoke a blessing over him, but let's pray over him and everyone who's listening to the episode as well. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your redemptive power, salvation. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you what you've done in Yuri's life. You can do in mine. You can do for anybody else who's listening, whether they're in prison or not. You can take an addiction. You can take a, an abusive past. You can take whatever we're going through, whatever we've been through. You can take it and redeem it, save us, and use that as leverage to advance your kingdom through your testimony. We thank you, Lord. We ask you to bless Yuri and Nancy. We ask you to bless his father, uh, Yuri's father-in-law. Uh, Lord, you've already blessed them immensely, but we speak abundance over them. We speak safe travels when they travel to Colorado here. Lord, we, 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 speak, uh, we speak opportunities when they come back. Lord, we speak opportunities for him and Michael to, to, to share their talents, their gifts, and your love. Lord, we thank you for this podcast and everyone listening. We thank you for the listeners uh, who need that change in their life. We pray that you touch them right now where they are. Touch them, Lord. Someone's fighting addiction right now. They're battling. We ask you to set them free right now. Lord, we know somebody's probably um, hurting physically and wondering if the pain is ever going to go away. Give them the healing they need right now, Lord. Lord, I thank you. There's somebody listening in prison in that same situation that Yuri was in, leading a gang, but you're being drawn. You're being drawn to God, and you're afraid because you don't know what's going to happen. God's going to protect you the way he protected Yuri. Lord, Lord, touch that person. Touch that, that man, that woman who's trying to leave the gang life, who's trying to leave the, uh, the, the different things that they've been involved in. Touch them, Lord. Lord, we ask you to just bless every listener. Whether they're doing great, let them do better. Whether they're not doing so good, raise them up, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity. And uh, just bless Yuri and his whole family. And let his extended family, Lord, come to, come to know you 
through his testimony. We give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, we will see y'all next time on Background Check. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check podcast brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.